You're listening to Here is the News, brought to you by Spotify. And now, live from 2095, here's Jet Bexer. folks welcome to season two of here is the news i am your host jet bexer and we're off and running with uh, here is the news and we're coming to you live from the comfy confines of studio 1a the on-air sign is on pollux is raring to go because the news is coming in fast and furious as we get started hitting the ground running with Live Golf. That's right. Live Golf is the top story going into the new sports season. Yes, college football is in the heat of, you know, conference championships and the announcements for who will be the final four in the college football playoffs is today. This is the 3rd of December, 2023. And yes, Live Golf is the top story. And we don't even know what to begin with first, eh, Pollux? He's like, yes, <laughs> we know what to talk about. And the top story, if you haven't heard already, is rumors are going around that number three golfer in the world, Spaniard John Rom, is thinking about joining Live Golf. That's right. And uh, the warnings have already been sent across the pond from the UK to the United States, saying if this does happen, heads will roll at the PGA. And yes, that includes Jay Monahan. We can talk golf all day because that's what our CEO loves to play. 
Our CEO loves to play golf, even from both sides of the ball. He's the only guy I know <laughs> that has two sets of clubs. He plays left-handed and right-handed. And uh, even CC2, you know, the best golfer we have on the moon, you know, at our, our, our comfy golf course up there on the moon in 2095. Yeah, the, the beach, she's really good. Even with her miniskirt on, she's really good. But she doesn't play left-handed. Our CEO does. Yeah, he got some used ping irons the other day. Got them re-gripped. And now he's ripping them off the tee box, you know, from a driving range. He has not tried uh, any woods or a driver yet. <clears throat> Speaking of drivers, the Hero Challenge is uh, going on in the Bahamas right now. It is the unofficial first golf tournament of the PGA Tour season. You know, in, in my opinion, the uh, the tournament, the, the, the season is already it's always started in Hawaii in January when they do the Sony Open in Maui. And I don't know the situation with that just yet with the uh, wildfires that destroyed Lahaina back in August, August 8th to be exact. Yeah, the, the Sony Open is at Kapalua at the plantation course, and it's always the first tournament of the year. And to me, that's when the PGA season starts and you know they, they kind of moved it back because this whole FedEx Cup thing which no one pays attention to but yeah they're doing the hero challenge right now and there's only a field of 20 people and it does include Tiger Woods he is playing and you know that's just a helicopter ride from his his pad there in uh, Jupiter Florida a jump over the water to the Bahamas he said yeah I'll play and they've kind of really coaxed him into being on the PGA Tour board. Jordan Spieth has taken the place of Mr. McElroy, our favorite punching bag. Here, Here's the news. And yeah, Jordan is on the, the PGA board now also as a player committee member, just like Tiger is also. I think Jordan likes it. I think Tiger is doing it because he's Tiger. You know, he... He is the face of golf still and, and will be for a very long time. God bless the guy. I mean, he's <laughs> he's been through hell, not just with his personal tragedies, but, you know, the, the car accident was just horrific. And uh, look at the guy walking around the course now after having such a horrible accident a couple of years ago. He's still playing golf. <laughs> My daughter... Yeah, I just kicked Jed out of here. You know, he's he's rambling too much. He's not getting to the point. So this is author Keith Arries, and Bexer just got the day off. <laughs> I said, go play some golf. You know, take CC2 with you, stare at her miniskirt for 18 holes, and get motivated to play golf, not other things. <laughs> this is the first Sunday in the liturgical year. This is not the Bexter in the Morning Show. It is Here is the News, but we are going to tell you that the liturgical year has started, the first Sunday of Advent. And yes, Live Golf is way at the top of the news cycle with the deadline coming up on December 31st about the permanent, you know, the, the deal that's going to be put in place with the Saudis, you know, the PIF, they call it, the 
player investment fund, something investment fund that Saudi Arabia is, you know, you know they are the, the lead funder of Live Golf. And we hit, here is the news, at, here is the news, and Bexler in the morning, we are a huge promoter of Live Golf. We are. We're fans of the cliques. We are fans of the goats, the range goats, Smash Golf, and guess who is joining Smash GC? A major champion winner, Walker Cup participant, Ryder Cup participant, who is joining Brooks Kepka on his Smash GC, Graham McDowell, Irish born. Yes, sir. Yeah, you can say these guys are past their prime, but they are names in golf. And that's what's important. Live Golf is attracting the big names in golf. Yeah, they tried to lure Tiger Woods, but he had to stay loyal to the, to the PGA. And he will. But he said in his press conference just the other day, they said, what do you think of the merger? And he says, I'm okay with it. So what he says goes for the PGA. The merger is going to happen. Live Golf is not going to be killed. It's going to live strong. They just announced their schedule for Live Golf 2024, and Izzy and I are going to be there. Let's pull up. We got two minutes, two and a half minutes. Let's pull up their schedule. I'm tired of looking at Audacity. Anyway, the Live Golf schedule was announced just about the day, like the day before Thanksgiving. The schedule 12 tournaments starting in February in Mexico at Mayacoba. And I've lost the schedule. Anyway, Live Golf is a field of basically 48 players. And people are saying, I don't know anything about Live Golf other than, you know, they're funded by terrorists. Well, you're going to have to get over that when they <laughs> Live Golf, you know, announced back in June of last year, of this year, that they're merging with the PGA, and that shocked the world. It did not shock me. I've been watching Live Golf from day one. And uh, we're going. We're, Izzy and I are going to see the tournament in Houston, which is in June. I don't know which golf course it's going to be at, but uh, we're going to be there. The tour consists of 48 players. And uh, the the tournaments have already begun. Uh, they had one in Abu Dhabi, in Dubai, I think, uh, wherever it is, somewhere in the Middle East. You know, Saudi Arabia in that area. They had a tournament of 70 players from around the world vying for three spots. You know, three open spaces, three open slots to be on the Live Golf Tour. To be a part of these 12 events throughout 2024, and then, you know, the playoffs. They have the individual championships. And if I could find the schedule, I'd, here we go. And then they have the team championships. So basically 14 events in the Live Golf schedule. And the, the 12th event is Greenbrier, which I believe is one of Trump's courses, you know, in the middle of August. And then shortly after that is the individual championship and the team championship. And we can go over the schedule if you like. How much time? We have 18 seconds. Here's the schedule. Starting in February, there's two events. Mayakoba, Mexico, Las Vegas, and then in March, Saudi Arabia, and Hong Kong. 
getting into April. It's, it says USA. <laughs> they haven't quite said the April. Oh, oh, be quiet. Yes, it's Christmas. Dismiss. And, you know, Christmas music kind of goes over Pollux's head. He, he's looking at What is that music? He said, it sounds okay. I said, well, that's, that's the Nutcracker. He said, Nutcracker? I'm going, yeah, that's the name of a, a ballet. Tchaikovsky. He goes, oh, Tchaikovsky. I'm going, yeah. Just shut up and listen. <laughs> he's poking me with his pool cue. Yeah, they haven't announced the, the April 5th, my birthday, uh, tournament in the USA. Then number six, later on in April, is Adelaide. And where is it? Is that, is that, is that Australia? Adelaide? Heck yeah, man. Then they go on to in May to Singapore. Yes, it's a world golf league. That's the reason it's so popular. <laughs> you should see the crowds in Australia when they hit Adelaide. Oh, my gosh. And yeah, Cameron Smith. The British Open champion? Oh, he's popular. Oh, my gosh. I would love to be at the one at Adelaide. Izzy would, too. But we won't make that one. We won't make that one, but we will in Houston, June 7th through 9th. We're targeting June 7th to start our road trip for the summer. We can't attend all three days of the tournament. That would be cool, but June 7th, we hope to get tickets. The ninth tournament later on in June is in Nashville. And then they go overseas again in July, and Andaluca, Andalusia, I think that's Spain, Andalusia, and then the United Kingdom later in July, and then they finish up in Greenbrier, which is Trump's course. And I bet you the fifth one in the USA is going to be at another Trump course. The one in Las Vegas, I don't know if he owns that one or not. Probably not. I don't know. I don't care. But that's the Live Golf schedule. And it's going to be more popular than ever in season three because of this merger. And if John Rump and John Rom jump ship, how much money did they are they throwing at that guy? A hundred million euros, uh, something like that. Jordan Spieth being on the tour board, he's he had eight words for John Rom, saying that I really hope he stays with us. And he knows how devastating that would be to uh, the DP world in Europe and the PGA in the United States. He knows that would be devastating. To lose another big name to live golf, oh my gosh. They're just going to have to get with reality here. Live golf is not going away. And I love live golf now that I've been watching it for two years. I love it. And <laughs> now that I get it, these guys are having fun. Most of these players are former major champions. Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, Cam Smith. The list keeps going. Brooks, Brooks Kepka, Graham McDowell. The list just keeps going on. Uh, Joaquin Neiman just won the Australian Open this, this past weekend. And what we're going to do here, yes, we're way over time. We might even just go through without a, without a mid-season, a mid-broadcast, podcast break. I'm just on a roll. Yeah, we're going to do something called the Live Golf Interviews. We're going to be interviewing here on Here is the News several of the uh, Live Golf current members of the 48-member field. 
Why is it 48? Well, there's 12 teams. 12 teams of four. Meeks, that's 48. Let me take a break and get some water. I seem to be burping quite a bit into my, my Blue Yeti. So what do I have planned for December? Well, it's Christmas time. I'm going to play golf in the Dominican Republic at a small <laughs> nine-hole golf course called the Mangoes. And from what I'm reading, the fairways are lined with mango trees. If that doesn't sound like fun to you, <laughs> I'm sorry, but it sounds fun to me. Yeah, I'm going to play in the Dominican Republic, the island of Hispaniola. That was a little noise. I moved my phone, and you know what? I've been having migraine headaches, and I just finally realized the pain in my head is coming from my pillow, which needs to be replaced, and also my bad posture. When I sit here with my phone in my hand, doing my thing with the phone, like, you know, millions of people do, billions of people do around the world with their smartphones, my posture gets a little lax. And apparently I have pinched a nerve or some damn thing in my neck going into the left side of my head, and it has caused me excruciating migraines. I thought it was being caused by medication, but it's not. It's because of my posture, and, you know, I need to change pillows. So, I got a lot of work to do on myself as far as these headaches go, and I might need to smash my phone. <laughs> these cell phones, these, these smartphones, have introduced a whole host of problems. Yes, they're helpful, like the internet is helpful, but it's also a terrible thing as well. You know, pornography, people finding people on Facebook that don't want to be found, <laughs> that sort of thing. <laughs> Anybody experience that? Like, hey, I found you on Facebook. I said, oh, I thought I put you back in my past 30 years ago. You're like, oh, no, I'm back. They're like, oh, no, you're not. <laughs> you get back there in the Internet. <laughs> get back there on Facebook. Yeah, you know, sometimes it's good to catch up with people from your past, and sometimes it's not. You, sometimes you might end up in the hospital. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But my phone does deserve a hammer, but I do need it sometimes, especially for work. And let's get back to sports. College football. Last night and the night before was the conference championships. And there was only one surprise, and that was Georgia going down. Their 27-game winning streak is over. And as I predicted here on the last episode of Season 1, Titans can lose. And when I say Titans, I mean the Georgia Bulldogs. And they did. They lost. They were getting beat pretty handily. They made it look close at the end, but they went down 27-24 to the Crimson Tide. Alabama is ranked number eight. Now, the big argument on all the conference, you know, broadcasts, you know, with the, uh, the uh, analysts and announcers, and even the ladies on the field that do the sideline reporting, are all weighing in on their opinions. And it was one of the ladies on the sideline of, uh, I think it was the Louisville-Florida State game, or it could have been, actually it was the Tulane and Southern Methodist 
championship, you know, down in New Orleans for the AAC, I think, the American Conference, whatever conference they're in, she summed it. She summed it up perfectly. Yes, Texas is the only team that has the only win against Alabama, but it was in week two. Alabama has certainly improved since that night. It was rough weather. Texas, as I said, was playing way over their heads, you know, that day that I sat in the dust storm at Harker Heights. And it was week two. And I thought, well, what's, what's, wrong, what's, what's wrong with the Crimson Tide? And I spoke to my roommate who lives in Huntsville, Alabama, my former roommate, and he said, nah, don't worry about it. The Tide will be in the playoffs. More than likely, they're going to win the national championship. I said, how can you be so certain? He said, they just are. They're that good. I said, well, they just lost to the lowly Longhorns. He said, don't worry about it. <laughs> and believe me, he made better grades than me that at Louisiana Tech. He's an engineer, and I'm just a lowly engineering technologist. <laughs> He's got his own company. I'm working for a company. So when he says the tide's going to roll, they're going to be in the playoffs, and they're going to win it all, you better listen to him because this is what's going to happen when they announce these teams today. Texas is going to get leapfrogged. Let's look at it. Michigan won, they're in. Florida State, they're in. Who else is there? Washington won. Did you forget about the Huskies? They won the Pac-12. They're in. That's three slots already taken, and we haven't even begun to talk about Alabama, Texas, and yes, the Georgia Bulldogs. They were number one, folks. Where do you think they're going to drop in the poll? Their first loss in three years. And the last team to beat the Georgia Bulldogs? Alabama. That's right. So their 27-game winning streak is over. Are they going to miss out on the playoffs? Yes, they are. They knew what was going on last night at the, uh, the Mercedes-Benz Dome in Atlanta, Georgia. They knew if they lost, they were going to be on the outside looking in to the four-team college football playoffs. So, yeah, they're going to be out, but where are they going to be ranked You know, at the end of the day today? They might even be ranked ahead of Texas, folks. Texas won their yawner of a game against Oklahoma State, a three-loss team. So they, for their last season, they did win the Big 12. But who did they lose to? That's the big question. Yeah, they beat Alabama. Who did Texas lose to? They lost to Oklahoma, who is a two-loss team already. They're way out of the conversation. Yet they lost to Oklahoma at the Red River rivalry. They did. It could very well be that Texas is either five or six at the final poll tonight. And who's going to be number four? Well, Alabama, folks. Alabama just took down number one. Alabama gets ratings. They are going to be number four. End of story. Number four, Alabama, Florida State, number three. And yes, yes, 
just throw a coin in the air for Michigan and Washington for one and two. Georgia might even be ranked ahead of Texas. That's, that's just going to be a punch to the gut for the Longhorns. But welcome to the SEC, Longhorn faithful. You've got to be better. If you want, yeah, the, the field's going to stretch open to 8 and 12 pretty soon for the playoffs where you will see the likes of, you know, Houston or even Louisiana Tech jump in there if they go undefeated one of these seasons. You'll get into the top 12. They might stretch it to 16 like the FCS. Hello, that's where this is going. 16 teams. It's not going to stop with 12, folks. We want the playoffs for college football at the FBS level. Screw all the championships. Yeah, there was a rumor going around about how the conference championships are kind of meaningless unless you have, you know, the big games that mean something. Like last night. The Big 12 championship didn't actually mean a thing. Texas thought they needed to run up a big number against O-State, OK-State. <clears throat> but it didn't matter. What mattered was who won between Georgia and Alabama. They get ratings. Yeah, Texas can have a good draw on national TV when it comes to the playoffs. But they're kind of a dark horse, aren't they? The usuals get the biggest ratings. Not having Ohio State there is... Well, they're like, uh, you know, the executives and, you know, that's, that they said that the college football board that choose these playoffs were all watching the games together in one room. I'm like, what a party that would have been. <laughs> to be part of the room that gets to decide these four teams. I mean, what power is that? Can you imagine the egos in that room? Anyway, yeah, that's going to be my top four. If I'm wrong, you can come out and say, look, Bexer, Reese, whatever the F your name is, uh, you were wrong. The Longhorns, yeah, go Longhorns, yeah. Yeah, you're going to be number five, maybe six. <laughs> Enjoy your Cotton Bowl or Alamo Bowl, whatever the F you're going to do on New Year's Day. You're not going to be in the playoffs. But, you know, let the golden boy play. You know, the experiment with what's-his-face, yours is over. Put in Manning. He's the one. He's your guy. If you want to go to the playoffs, go with the golden boy, uh, something Manning, whatever his name is. I even forgot his name. <laughs> anyway, do we need to talk pro football? We did that last time. They haven't even played today. I get the feeling the Bucks are going to lose again. <laughs> Who are they playing? It doesn't matter who they're playing, but they're going to lose again. If they win, it'll be a shock to me. But anyway, enjoy the hero challenge. Scotty Scheffler is winning uh, out of the field of 20. Tiger is like plus one, I think. And my daughter's like, you want to see Tiger cuss? <laughs> I'm like, okay. And I saw the photo of Tiger. It hit a tee shot or something into a bush. And he had to chop it out of there just to get another clean shot at the ball. And he did. He chopped it out. And he's like, mother, you know, he said something. <laughs> I was like, they bleeped that one. She goes, I think I know what he said. I'm going, well, yeah, he cusses. That means he cares about his game. <laughs> he still wants to play. He still wants to win. And you're not going to win if you're teeing off into the bushes. 
But anyway, for Jet Bexer, this is Keith Arries. We're about to go riding. Get out there and enjoy the weather, folks. And uh, enjoy the weekend. Happy Advent. Let's get the Christmas season started. I am, yeah, for Jet Bexer, this is Keith Arries signing off and saying good day, folks. Here is the news is brought to you by our friends at Spotify. Hosted and produced by Keith R. Reese for Here is the News podcasting. With a music selection entitled Here is the News, written and composed by Jeff Lynn. Version provided by Music Score, courtesy and performed and arranged by Welsh artist Karen Mansfield. Thank you for listening. <laughs>